Yes, indeed. Welcome to the war. Father God, we thank you for your protection. You are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God who is with us in this war. I thank you for covering each of us, Lord, with your peace, your power, your protection, your uh, uh, that you will keep your word to us, Lord God. Fulfill your word, which is that you promised that no weapon will come, uh, can overtake us, no plague will come nigh our dwelling, um, Lord God, that you are faithful to complete your word, your work in this generation. I thank you, Lord God, for helping us to understand, to see through the darkness, to see through the blindness, to come awake, to be set free from the fear, the paranoia, the terror, um, the imposed fears upon us, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes. You said you've given us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive the revelation of your love and truth. So now, Lord, it is time that we see the truth about what's really been going on here around us in this world, even for the last 6,000 years. So encourage our hearts. Father, we pray for your divine protection. Father God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper for wisdom, that we speak with your wisdom, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, there is a condition that we're talking about today. and the Breaking through the blindness. Breaking through the blindness. Yeah, and, the blindness. And, yeah, and... The human condition is is one of blindness. It's spiritual blindness. Well, I think it's deception too. People well, have been deceived. It goes together. The deception mm-hmm. brings the blindness. The blindness brings the deception. And it, and the God of this world has made sure that there's many many things that can uh, distract us from the truth. Exactly, and this is what Second Corinthians four talks about, beginning with verse one. Therefore, since we have received this ministry, Paul writes. As we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. There you go. We do not lose heart. We keep going. By the grace of God. By the grace and Mm -hmm. power of God, yeah. The grace of God is is in in many ways the power of God. But verse 2, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, Mm -hmm. not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And here's what we want to kind of look at today. But even if our gospel is veiled, King James says our gospel is hid. Mm -hmm. It is veiled or hidden to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age, that would be Satan, has blinded, blinded minds who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So, well, you know what? Satan is darkness. And when darkness comes, you know, if you walk into a room and it's dark, you can't see. You're blind. I mean, you might as well be blind because it's dark. You have to have light in order to see. And because Satan is the God of this world, but he comes as an angel of light. He comes looking like light, but he's actually, like you said here, he's he's producing, creating an atmosphere, circumstances of darkness that look like light and people are being swallowed up in darkness that appears to be light and they cannot see. 
Yeah, and and it's an old issue. Is it? It's as long as the history of mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezekiel, uh, I know you. Ezekiel you're, yep. chapter twelve, verses one and two. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, "Son of man, you dwell in the midst of every rebellious house, mm-hmm. which has eyes to see but does not see, and ears to hear but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house." So, rebellion, well, rebellion is. Is produces nice, blindness and blindness produces rebellion. Right. You know, yeah. so. And rebellion comes from rejection. They're rejecting the word of God. And, you know, that's true in, in uh, human rela- relationships as well. When you're feeling rejected and unloved and um, uncared for, which Satan has completely convinced people that God is not loving. He doesn't care. He's mean. He's fickle. He's bipolar. And so when they're convinced that they're rejected by God, then they turn away and they say, well, then I'm not going to, you can't make me. I don't care. Um, That's what rebellion says. You can't make me. So they take on their own lives to take on um, and do uh, through the power of the enemy what they want to do to, you know, be alive and reject God. So rebellion, blindness, hardness of heart, they all go together. And the gospel is veiled, it says, to those who are perishing the God of this world has blinded their minds, lest they should see the light of the gospel, just like you read. There's a blindness that yeah, just there's a blindness. settles in on rebellious people. Yeah, and, and basically Isaiah 59, verse 9, and, and you know Isaiah gives a whole list of sin and the conceiving evil, bringing forth iniquity, no one calling for justice, hands are defiled with blood, our lips have spoken... Uh, lies, our tongues have muttered perversity. That's where we are. Uh, works really of iniquity, acts of violence, feet running to evil, mm-hmm. making haste to shed innocent blood. Mm, that there. would be part of our abortion issue mm-hmm. here. Uh, their thoughts, thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. Uh, Isaiah fifty nine nine, the way of peace they have not known. Verse eight, rather. The way of peace they have not known. There is no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. Wherever that way shall not, whoever takes that way shall not know peace. Well, so you've he, really read a description of where we're at. Well, yeah, and 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 the, that brings what blindness. Well, well, blindness brings all these other things, and then all these other things bring blindness. Blindness. Uh, Isaiah fifty nine nine. Therefore, justice is far from us. Boy, mm-hmm. we could say that, and true in the United States. Nor does righteousness overtake us. Right. <laughs> we look for light, but there is darkness. Mm-hmm. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, verse 10 here. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. Mm-hmm. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. <laughs> dead men walking. It's like, yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting here. And uh, uh, there's a song from a, a group some of you may remember called Petra. This is written by Bob Hartman, who was one of the members of Petra back in the day. They were kind of they they Christian rock came in in the '70s, and this is a they had some really wonderful songs with some wonderful lyrics um, that really hit the mark. And I just want to read these uh, just to you today here. This is a song called uh, Blinded Eyes by Petra. Don't know where you're going, but you think you know the way. 2020 vision, but you can't see the light of day. Road is wide or narrow, but you can't tell which is which. Mm -hmm. 
Blind will follow blind, and you both end up in the ditch. Can't you see? You can't see. Don't you know? You don't know. <laughs> can't you see? You can't see. <laughs> can't you see? You can't see. Don't you know that you, you don't, don't know? know. You don't yeah, know. You're and then, really blind, super blind. Of course, it's the light that is in you be darkness. Right. Blinded eyes can't see the light when it's glowing in the night right in front of you. Blinded eyes can't see the truth mm -hmm. when it's written on the wall in plain view. Blinded eyes can't see the sun, that would be S-O-N, or the work that he has done out of love for you, blinded eyes. And then the second verse is, Groping in the darkness, searching for the missing switch, come up empty-handed, try to scratch the endless itch. There is only one light that can penetrate your mind. Just one look at Jesus could leave their scales behind. Can't you see? You could see. Don't you know? You could know. And then yeah. it goes on. Blinded eyes can't see the light when it's glowing in the night right in front of you. Blinded eyes can't see the truth when it's written on the wall in plain view. Blinded eyes can't see the sun or the work that he has done out of love for you. Blinded eyes. So, well, it's, so it, as exact, it's interesting. Yeah. What what we're seeing here and what you've alluded to, Marjorie, is that you can be in a room full of light, but if you're blind, you can't see a thing. Well, and if you're if there's darkness in the room and it's pure dark, like Satan has clouded this, the God of this world has encased this place in darkness that appears to be light and distractions and and television, you know, his visions, his fake narratives, his uh, paganism, his mythologies everywhere. People are just not able to sort it out. And Jesus said it in very well in John chapter 3, verse 19. Um, well, we know verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But part of that life, but part of that is seeing the Son. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes and is in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he does not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So you have to see it. Most people say, I have to see it to believe it. No, in this case, you have to believe what he says, and then you will see it. it says, for this is, And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They were used to it. Every, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. So there's the problem. I think that people don't want to be exposed. They don't want to change. They don't want to admit they're wrong. They don't, you know, some of them probably don't know how or what is at stake here because they've never really heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ. But I believe many, many in this country have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ in various forms, and some of them have been a bit corrupted, but nonetheless, there's enough information there for you to know that there is a God who created heaven and earth, a God who created us, a God that we're going to have to give an account to someday, and yet they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about death. They don't want to talk about anything except the immediate whatever it is that will satisfy their immediate fears or cravings or whatever it is. And so there's a, there's a condemnation, there's a love for darkness, and that is because the God of this world has so infatuated us with his uh, lies, with his darkness, with his control, with his um, enticements. Yeah, and, and the blindness is perpetuated by blind leaders. And Jesus said uh, in Matthew 15, uh, 13, 
He said, every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Hmm. He said, let them alone, referring to the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees at Mm -hmm. the time. Let them alone, Matthew 15, 14. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into into a ditch. ditch. Mm -hmm. This is true of so-called spiritual leadership, political leadership, any kind of leadership. You have blind people leading blind people. It's going to be a bad deal. And, and it seems like people like to follow other people. I don't know why. It's like we're such a, we're so conditioned to be this herd mentality, flock mentality. Um, you know, masses doing well. They're doing it. If everybody's doing it, it, can't be wrong. That sort of thing. We're just we want leaders, and yet we've been given leaders for the most part um, throughout the generations that have been not genuinely, not sincerely, not um, uh, truthfully following and leading us into the truth. Yeah, in 2 Timothy 3.13, Paul writes that in the last days, evil men and imposters, in King James it says seducers, will grow worse and worse, will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if we look at the political spectrum alone, these days. Well, the global agenda is The is global agenda, here. and it, it is basically evil men and imposters that are just um, spewing out their stuff that many people are believing, unfortunately. Well, and that's because people are looking for direction and people are lazy in a way, not that I'm criticizing us for being lazy, but it's so much easier to just have somebody else do it for you. Whether it's, you know, you go to church on a Sunday morning and somebody else has dug out the scriptures for you. They've preached the message for you. You just sit there and receive and pick through and judge and criticize and whatever you're going to do with it. Yeah. And and then, um, you know, you go home and you feel like you've done your godly duty for the day or the week or whatever. And you can go on your merry way. And I think so many of us were just, we these evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. This is what God says. This is what the Bible prophesies. This is a prophecy. They're going to get worse and worse. He says, but as for you, sorting you out, singling you out, separating you out from the crowd, continue in the things that you've learned and been assured of knowing from whom you've learned them. So Paul is saying, you're going to have to single yourself out from the crowd because ultimately, ultimately, God does not judge a crowd of people. He judges us one by one. Uh, We stand before the Lord God. Um, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? And if it is, what's written behind it? God is going to open the book, which is the address book, the who's who in heaven, and your name is got to be there. If your name is not there, get it there, write it there, make sure it's there, because then if you don't have your name written in the Lamb's book of life, which means you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, then he's going to open the other sets of books, and those books, your individual book and story, he's going to read through that and see if there's anything in there that will give him any reason to um, receive you or if you've received him. It's really about that. But rebellion tells us, I don't need this. This is just fairy tales. This is just never going to happen. God isn't really, you know, real, really real. I mean, you know, uh, we have many things that, that allow us to be deceived, and we make all these excuses in our minds and hearts that God is not real. God is not with us. You know, God doesn't care. And, uh, you know, we just think of many spiritual leaders, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to name specific names, but if we look at even here in the United States, and people that have these influence not only in the U.S., but across the world, Isaiah 56, verse 10 
his watchmen are blind. In other words, the watchman was the person that was the lookout Mm -hmm. in the city. At night, they stayed up and watched to see if an enemy was approaching. They would warn the people if an enemy was approaching so they could take heed and defend themselves and not be destroyed. But he says, his watchmen are blind. So if the watchman can't see, you're in trouble. Yeah, they're right. Like, yeah. They, they are all ignorant, Isaiah 56, 10 and 11. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs that they cannot bark, and they're not going to give a white warning. They're sleeping, lying, lying down, loving to slumber. Yes, they are greedy dogs which never have enough, and they are shepherds who cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone for his own gain mm-hmm. and from his own territory. Yes, wow. we really need to... Uh, ask God to forgive us, um, and I think sometimes these bl- this blind leadership is given as a, a judgment. The enemy brings it upon us because not because God, but because he, the enemy says, "Well, this is what you asked for. This is what you want. This is what you're agreeing to." You know, we have um, y- y- whose report are you going to believe? Well, if we report and believe the report of the liar, then the liar gets to add to it, and he blinds our leaders. He blinds our um, our watchmen, and so we have been misled by these um, false prophets or by these uh, shepherds that don't watch. In John chapter nine, verse thirty-nine, we think of the ministry of Jesus in various ways, but here's one way that we don't think of really very often: John chapter nine, verse thirty-nine, and Jesus said, "For judgment I have come into this world." that those who do not see may see, and those who see may be made blind. What's that saying? It seems like it's he, what he's saying here is that those that think they see are actually blind, mm-hmm. and those that are blind are, uh, you know, are going to see. But There's those that come to him and ask him to heal them of their blindness, mm-hmm. then God gives us the revelation of truth. And once you see it, once you really see the distinction between the the world and what they're purporting to be truth and revelation and enlightenment and illumination that comes exactly from the Illuminati would be shocking to those who finally see the love, the goodness, the grace, the beauty, the promises of the Almighty God, the eternal, everlasting God who we uh, have been called to follow and and uh, and know it's interesting in john chapter 12 verse 37 says but although speaking of jesus but although he had done so many signs before Mm -hmm. them no a sign would be like miracles that point to the fact that he's the son of god he's the savior he's the king of israel he'd done all these signs but they still did not believe and a sign is something that you see right there was there was so many yeah, visible to give you evidences direction. that identified Jesus that pointed to him, miracles, um, yeah, right, that gave direction uh, to the people. But and it says that the word of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spoke. In other words, mm-hmm. why didn't they believe? Well, it says. And he says, the Lord who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. Therefore, they could not believe. Because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their hearts Mm -hmm. and hardened, blinded their eyes rather, and hardened their hearts 
lest they should see with their eyes and yeah. hear with their ears and be healed. Yeah, right. So and, there's a real disease uh, of the eyes, hardness, and it comes from rebellion, though. Going back to Ezekiel 12, uh, it comes from rebellion. Have, son of man, you live in the midst of a rebellious house, having eyes they do not see. A rebellious house. The rebellious house, having eyes they do not see. I don't want to see. I don't want to know. I sh- don't talk to me about that. That's your truth, not mine. Leave me alone. I don't want to hear that. And I believe that there's coming much more uh, of a critical distinction between the, those who love and the truth and those who um, love the lie. Exactly. That's exactly what's going on. Uh, people are, I, it seems like quite quickly these days, gravitating to one camp or the other. Those that that truly love the Lord, truly love the truth, are waking are, up. Are, they're are waking up and mm-hmm. are solid. And, you know, the light is becoming brighter. The darkness is becoming darker. darker. You're, I mean, you're, you're going to be in one camp or the other. And, and, and the time comes where you're going to be in one camp and you can't switch camps. Well, you said something really interesting there. You said the, they're waking up, they're, you know. Uh, when you're sleeping, you're also in a way in a state of blindness because mm-hmm. you don't see because you don't see because you're sleeping. Your eyes are closed. Um, you're, you're, you're taking rest. And so I believe that there's many people who have been, they're not necessarily blind because when you wake up your eyes and you open your eyes, open your eyes, then you can see. And I, so there's two situations here that we're looking at that create this blindness. Number one is the darkness. When we go into the dark room, you can't see. When Satan, the God of this world, blinds the eyes, blinds the hearts, hardens the hearts, um, and it's darkness. And the darkness is made to look like light. It's made to look like the truth. It's made to look like salvation. It's made to look like safety. It's made to look like, um, you know, uh, you know, all of these things that we crave or need and we're terrified if we don't have them. So there's the blindness that comes from blackness and darkness, but there's also the blindness that comes from sleep. And I believe part of it is that the ones who are sleeping are being awakened. So the blindness will immediately leave them. When you wake up, rub your eyes, open them, you can see. It's interesting. Years ago, they used to have these mules that they would lower into these coal mines to Mm -hmm. pull the, the coal carts. And some of those mules were down there for years and years and years. And finally, they were getting so old, you know, that they couldn't really pull the carts very well anymore. So they somehow harnessed them and lifted them up to the to the surface of the ground. And they discovered that these mules had been in the darkness for so long that when they came up into the light, they saw that they were totally blind. They couldn't see. They Isn't were, that they sh- were totally, totally blind. And it's interesting... Where uh, in, yeah. in second because uh, they weren't using their eyes, they weren't getting to use their eyes, so their eyes just stopped lack working. Of, lack of light, lack, yeah, lack of, of light. light. And so yeah. here's here's another thing is that um, in Second Thessalonians chapter two, uh, yeah. verse one, it talks about the lawless one, the anti antichrist, the spirit of antichrist. Um, it says the coming of the lawless one. Uh, is a working according to is Satan. according to the working of Satan. Second Thessalonians two nine and ten, with all power, signs and lying wonders. Whoa, mm-hmm. he's like 
He's the guy we've been looking for. He's the guy. He's the savior. He's going to deliver us from all these terrifying things. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting more and more desperate for the the solution of something, something great, something, some man to come. And look, we're all pumped for that now. We've got all this virus and fear and and we're just getting more and more pumped for the anxiety that's building up within us is going to make this man that appears to be we're just going to embrace him and fall at his feet and worship him because he's got the solution yeah he's he's, the he's our savior of, yeah and that's what we're going to think it power signs lying wonders verse 10 with all unrighteous deception, deception. among those who what perish, perish. those who are perishing because they uh, are going to be so enamored with this guy. That's for Why? sure. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might, that be, they saved. might be saved. Yep. And for this reason, what re- what's the reason? Because they, did they not rejected receive, the truth. They rejected the truth <laughs> yeah. to, to be saved. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And this is the critical danger right here. And it's it's very interesting, but the coming of the lawless one, according to the working of Satan, with all signs and lying, lying wonders, uh, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, if you refuse the love of the truth, if you refuse to repent, if you refuse to confess your sin, if you refuse to bow your knee to God, if you refuse to worship him, if you reject him, if you rebel against him, if you say, no, I'll take my own, I'll take my chances, I'll do it my way, I don't need any help, get out of here, then the enemy is permitted to bring that strong delusion. So God must permit the enemy. It says God will send. Yes, he will send because he because he, he permits this strong delusion because the enemy is um, insisting. He said, they're mine. They're listening to me. They're my, that's my group. You can't have them. They've already uh, voted for deception and hardness of heart. They've already voted for the lies, for murder, for abortion. They've already voted for hypocrisy and double standards. They've already voted for injustices. They've already voted for all the things, God, that I've set them up to want. You have to let me give them this delusion. Yeah, and so it's like God is gets to the point where he says, okay, you voted for all this. You want this, here's yeah. Here's what you get. Yeah, but see, so, now it's, it's still not, I mean, it's still not too late for you. And if you are here listening to this and you have already made up your heart to follow Jesus, then rededicate again every day. We have to come back and bow our knee before the Lord and say, God, have mercy upon me. By, give me your wisdom that I will not be misled by these deceptions because the counterfeits look so much like the real that that it, 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 you have to have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to have the dif- gift of discernment to say this isn't right. But the only way you can use that gift of discernment is if you're walking in the Spirit. You're not the dif- the gift of discernment does not work walking in the soul, the flesh. The mind, will, and emotions. You can't figure it out. You can't reason it out. You can't feel it out. It has to be something you know has been confirmed to you by the Holy Spirit who lives in you. And and then this deception. The church is not certainly not immune to deception. We're talking about the people out there, the Satanists, the politicians, or, yeah. or whatever. But, hey, the church is... When there's deception in the She's church, soaked in it. She's steeped in it. There's darkness in the land. 
Yeah. When there's dar- deception in the church, there's darkness not only in the church but in the land. Yeah, and that's true. The church at Laodicea, Revelation chapter 3, he said, verse 15, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. There you and go. he says, you make me sick. You make me want to puke. Get in or get out, he's he basically said, saying. Because you say... Mm-hmm. Here, here's their de- here's a deception. I am rich, having become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do and do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and what naked naked. Yeah. He says, "I naked. You're you're blind. You think you see. You think you're you're in such a great position. You're in horrible shape." He says, "I the solution." He says, "I counsel you to buy gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich. White garments." that you may be clothed, and the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, mm-hmm. that you may see as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Repenting is changing your mind. Going back to what happened in the church, chapter 11 of Romans, going back there for a second, Paul is talking to them about a remnant that was going to receive grace, he says, but even so, at this present time, there's a remnant according to the election of grace. He's talking about uh, Israel, and they had refused the uh, the grace of God, the message of, of Jesus Christ, the Son. They went back to their religious rituals and and um, and legalism. And he says, but this remnant according received grace according to the election of grace. Uh, and if by grace it is no longer works, otherwise work is no longer work and grace is no longer grace. So people can be deceived again by their good works. I mean, this is another way we fall into the ditch. You're not saved by good works. You're saved by abiding in Jesus Christ. And it is his love, his life, his nourishment that sustains us. This, you know, it's not that hard to be a branch. People say Satan has made it very difficult, complicated, complex, burdensome to be a believer. We think but he's giving us his version of the gospel, which is a, go- a, a gospel of religion and law and works. He says, but um, Israel has not obtained what they wanted, but the, but the remnant has obtained it. The rest were hardened. God has given them, it says, a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. So there is a a condition that comes upon us when we when we reject the gospel of grace. And I believe that's what's happened in the church. We've mixed law works with grace, and we've come up being stupefied. And that's where the church is today. She needs to wake up and realize that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. There's no amount of good works that we can do. We have to fall on our knees, receive the grace, the love, the salvation of Jesus Christ, so that our eyes can be open, that we can hear and see and not be in taken out by this massive counterfeit gospel. The ministry of Jesus is to open blind eyes, Isaiah 42, 7, to to bring prisoners from the prison to those who sit in darkness from the prison house. So he's he's given, uh, Father, God the Father has given Jesus to be a a covenant to the people Mm -hmm. and a light to the Gentiles to open the blind eyes. And so what Paul when Paul was called by God, he had a revelation. What sometimes we think, okay, what's going to do? How do we get through to people? How how do we get through? Because we can look at the blindness mm-hmm. and the darkness of people, and we can be as the people who uh, at least our eyes have been opened to Christ. Um, 
we can say, we can look at the condition and we say, how do we get through Mm -hmm. to those that are blind? We can get discouraged, frustrated, dismayed, grieved as we see what's going on. Angry. What will it take? Well, and you know, Paul, uh, Paul's ministry and ours is, he said, uh, Isaiah, uh, Acts rather, uh, 26, uh, 16, he said, rise, stand on your feet for I've appeared to you. So, he had this shocking, Jesus appeared to him. He had this tremendous revelation. Mm-hmm. Scales fell off of his eyes. Scales fell off of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. Uh, Isaiah, I mean, Acts twenty six sixteen, uh, to be to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen, and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. So. I've given you this revelation that you might pass on the revelation. Mm-hmm. He says, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. What's the purpose? To open Isaiah 20. Uh, I want to keep saying Isaiah today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Acts twenty six eighteen To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me, to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. That was the ministry of Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the ministry yes. of the Apostle Paul. Well, exactly, That's Jesus. That's the yes. ministry that God has given to us as well. Well, it says Jesus said he literally gave the blind their sight, mm-hmm. and the lame walked, and the lepers were cleansed, the deaf were made to hear, the dead were raised from the dead, the poor were given the gospel preached to them, and all of these pr- were for the purpose of opening their eyes, opening their ears, opening their um, hearts to receive the revelation of God's truth. In Colossians 1.13, it talks about there's a need for deliverance from the blindness. He says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So there's, a, there's deliverance from the power of darkness there's op- we're changed from darkness to light, Ephesians 5, 8. First uh, Peter 2, 9 says he's called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Yes, and in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And so that's a kind of a, you know, our, our faith, our sight actually is a spiritual understanding. Uh, we're confident knowing that we have, we are at home with him in the body. We're absent from the Lord, but we walk by faith, not by feelings, not by what it looks like. So there's the other side of that coin. We cannot go with what it looks like, but what God says it is. And this is how we walk with in faith. In, in uh, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 6, for it is the God who commanded light to, to shine, shine out of darkness, darkness, who has shown Hallelujah. in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Jesus Christ. Amen. And and that's that's it takes a revelation. It does. to break through the blind. And the revelation is God showing you something, opening your heart. So if you have a difficulty, if you're double-minded, if you're in, indecisive, if you're apathetic, if you're halfway sleeping, ask God for a revelation to show you his love and light. And for those that are in darkness, your family members, co-workers, friends, whatever, Pray that they will have the Paul prayed in Ephesians one fifteen through twenty two. The prayer there is 
that the Lord would give them the spirit of wisdom, wisdom and, and revelation in the, the knowledge of, of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Amen. It takes a revelation yes, to it really break does. through the blindness. So, Father God, we thank you for revelation. It is your, we cry out for the revelation of who you are uh, to us, your love for us, your care for us, your presence with us, Lord, that we're not alone that we do not need to submit to fear. We do not need to submit to um, the enemy's solutions and the enemy's narrative, Father. So I pray today for each one listening and for those who might uh, be affected or touched by those who are listening, that this great awakening, this great uh, revelation of your love and your truth, the ingathering that's about to happen, Lord, that we'll be ready because you're coming back very soon and we want to be ready. So Lord, help us. Uh, to know that we are loved. Give us that revelation. Remove the darkness. Remove the, the blindness, the hindering spirits. We command that they be removed from the eyes, the hearts of the people who are listening, that the spirit of the living God will come in and reveal to them your love, Lord Jesus, your power, your, your, your life, your truth, your hope. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the release of that powerful revelation of who you are to everyone that's listening. And may that revelation just be brought forth through the ministry of everyone that's listening as Thank well Thank you, today. Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.